Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. Mikey Dread. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to the podcast Let's Drone Out. Uh, tonight you are joined by uh, Belric Stephen. Hello. Uh, everyone's favourite curry kitten. Hello. Everyone's favourite YouTube's dead help. We're making no money, but check out iNav and shove your VTX tables up your asshole. Pavel Spakowski. Hello. Yeah, you've got it right first time. How long were you practicing the name? He's been on the show quite a few times now, hopefully. Uh, that would be like the fourth time, maybe fifth. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> thank, you. thank you for not getting cancelled. I'm actually... Uh, you, you guys can continue the, uh, the argument about... I believe Stephen oh. hasn't... Um, do you know what I've forgotten? I've forgotten. Built his horrible this, this is the a thing. Copter yeah. and plane a because he ago, was too busy when... trying to get his six S quad to fly on eight S and uh, desyncing the motors. Yes, Stephen was saying that all servos are bad, and it would be much better. He could build a much better. With the exception of heli servos, which cost inordinate amounts of money and are therefore not a realistic choice. All right, one one ninety nine servos. Versus your horrible quad plane build, if it ever gets done. Yeah. Uh, question: okay. How do you want to go. install those motors on this flying wing? Like, like I was thinking, VTOL or just? Um, oh, right. So VTOL. No, no, no. You misunderstood. the The image I'm going for is more a quad with a wing attached to it. Not, not, not something as sophisticated as a VTOL. Take a quad, for example, no. and then pair it with a wing attached onto its butt like so and like this it's a quad attached to a VTOL this is this is more sophisticated than I mean look you've even directed the motors I was just going to literally take it on on an on a carbon fiber x so it's rigid and then I thought well when we're going fast the wing will like save some battery so we'll we'll tow a wing and it'll just kind of Uh, but the drag, drag will be a problem. The yeah, drag will be a problem, but we'll get lift as well. So about, yeah. you win some, you lose some. We'll see. It was an experiment. And like I said, I think I've built three quads since. And, and this week I went and ordered uh, a new frame. I, I contacted Mr. Sub 250 gram and uh, got him to send me his crazy little two inch 1S. Like It looks like a little five inch quad, but smaller. That's very cute. More on that. What, what I'm hearing is a lot of stalling and not a lot of building of. Yeah, you are correct. Yeah, and then I got. Uh, I decided to buy a cheap H7, and spent a long time talking to Beta Flight devs 
about why the H7 doesn't initialize at CSCs and uh, what buying a really cheap H7 actually means. I've got a Matek one, H7. which is wonderful, which I noticed INAV supports, but makes no claim to support everything else. And, and the reason is because some of them are really cheap, really, really cheap, and they don't behave themselves. But which H7? This is a JH, a JH, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's an AIO with 40 MPSCs and an H743. And on paper, looks amazing. In practice, two out of the four motors really don't want to wake up. Um, uh, there's a bug. There's yeah. a bug in Betaflight 4.3. It's definitely software because uh, I've got it to initialize at least half the time, but I have to enable debug mode, which disables the optimizations in beta flight and then it initializes more often than when i don't enable debug the which optimizes the, the code which okay. is not the cheapest so so yeah there's some there's some problem on the uh on the unified target for h7 yeah. and i think every h7 that uses the unified target and it's uses very new those, yes it's just, just and i think that's got new dma mux it, the way it handles everything is new with h7 yeah, it's yeah. so far away from what the f series is it's untrue and uh, funny fact uh, it was working perfectly fine with uh, 4.2 it's something that happened between 4.2 and uh, 4.3 i know because the Aton asked me to investigate it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've seen <laughs> yeah, the issue for Diaton. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not fixing that. It's, it happened somewhere during the last year. I'm not fixing that, sorry. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to be amazing when it does fly, but for now, yeah, it's a bench boy. So I was just going to say, Pavel's on. What's do you in INAV and stuff? INAV and stuff, uh, 4.1. 4? There's... There's a small person just come behind you, Pavel. Where's your hired help to drag them out by its leg? <laughs> <laughs> like the, the, the amazing... Uh, oh. uh, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, 4.1. Uh, it uh, will probably happen in the beginning, the first half of the February. Uh, the release candidate for that happened like a week ago or something. So far, nobody reported any problems. So we have to assume it's working, uh, but it's a minor update. Nothing really super fancy. Uh, besides the uh, SD card support for the H7s, uh, some of these of them, the new dynamic notches, uh, which are pretty cool, and something else. Some back see HD0 OSD, so people can oh, fly yeah, that Oh, yeah, now. yeah, yeah, HD0 OSD, exactly, at this thing. So hopefully some people will be happy and now we have to wait until the DJI releases the canvas mode for their system, which will never happen. No, it would be awesome. Another 20 years when it's uh, obsolete and someone reverse engineers it, that's when it's going to happen. That's when we get <laughs> canvas mode. It will never happen. Uh, so have you, have you bought HD Zero to get a proper OSD on your digital flight now? No, I, I actually moved out from, from anything analog and pseudo-analog, like even HD0. I have, I have a set somewhere over there in this, this, in, this, in, this, in this part of my attic, but somehow I'm not really convinced about the HD0. So for me, it's currently the DJI FPV all the way. Having yes, the full OSD is nice. But try yeah, to. The OSD is limited. Yeah, let's be honest, the, the OSD over there is just, just crap. 
but it works out of the box. No no hassle with everything. I put everything mm-hmm. go flying and then and it works up to those five few kilometers. Absolutely no problems. So just why not? And it was a nice nice reason for me to limit the amount of flying things I have because I never wanted to like to upgrade everything. So, okay, am I flying that? No. Am I flying that? No. <laughs> yeah, I've still got a lot of analog builds. There's probably a thick coat of dust on them, some of those now. I'm pretty sure mm. it is. there is. No, in my case, it's mainly the, 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 the storage space. I have very limited storage space over here, so I'm not flying. I'm either giving this thing away or, so, or I'm selling. Since we last spoke, you've kind of aggressively changed the numbers on INAV. You were in the twos for ages, and then all of a sudden you bravely surged ahead to three and now to four. And well, Red and, kite, blue kite. Uh, I have Is no this idea. all a big uh, tactic to overtake beta flight on the numbers no. so INAV looks no. newer? Uh, it's, um, we were shy about releasing the increasing the major version. And that was kind of misleading because we were landing with those 2.6.1, and uh, There is this thing uh, in the programming called the SEMVER, semantic, semantic versioning, where every time you release the major version, you should increase the major version number. Every time you release the minor, mm-hmm. you increase the minor. And the difference between the major and the minor is that uh, as long as they are compatible, it's a minor. But since every bigger release, we are removing functions, adding functions, renaming stuff. So diffs are no longer compatible. So those are major releases. So, okay, let's just go. It will be just simple because four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Instead of nobody like knew why this is two, why this is three, and so on. I, I think it's for the best. Not no one sure wants to read the errata. You just want to look at the big number. Yeah, exactly. Uh, not yet sure about the the name. Uh, somehow there is a lot of resistance on that area, but it doesn't it hurt anyone. So uh, we will see how the name will go. Excellent. So do you have a list of prospective names? Do you have some no. kind of crazy no. algorithm for no. names? No, no. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was scouting for the name for the next release. But so far, no, no luck, and I'm not sure if the 4.1, the, the one that will release uh, next week, probably will. You've be called still them both Red Kite, kite and then why are they both Red Kite? You can't have the two releases with the same name. Surely the the software police will be around your door. Okay. Flying Beaver. Okay, I'm convinced. I will have to figure out something. Flying Beaver. There Flying Beaver. Uh, yeah. But beavers don't fly. Beaver would be a ground vehicle, which is still within the remit of INAF. Yeah, they could be beaver, they could fall. Yeah, flying squirrel. That's a good. That's a good name. <laughs> um, raging sparrow. Oh, this is like raging, raging sparrow. sparrow. Now that raging that, sparrow, that lends itself to a good logo, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if only I was able to like do a a euphemism, brush. like you say, "Hey, I've got a raging sparrow right now." Come over That's and see just you, my hmm. Better raging sparrow than raging quilly. <laughs> well, you know those, those amber sound packs can get a bit spicy, <laughs> uh, saucy, shall I say? What is yeah. your shirt, Curry? By the way, is it I? It's not. It's not very exciting. It says 
I fit. Oh, oh no. This is this is what happens last year when I did 100 workouts on my bike. They sent me a t-shirt. 100. 100, exactly. Yeah. Well, I did something like 180 something by the end of the year. Wow. You, you don't get That's anything nice. for that. Every second day is nice. Are you are you still getting the whole like um you know Apple Watch and uh Starbucks or walking and stuff? Yeah, the, they changed the it thing. though. Because yes, that, that's that's the we're talking about insurance companies here, like Vitality Health, give you benefits for for exercising because that way they don't have to pay for you to go and have so oh, much right. medical. So if you like so they, tie your watch onto your kid's bike, then that works. Yeah, or you could just hold your watch and shake it about. But uh, yeah, if you get like X number of points, they'll give you a free coffee every week, which I haven't claimed for about two years now because I don't want to go to coffee houses. And then it was free cinema tickets. Those worked out well in the last couple of years. And uh, Amazon Prime is another one they do. Yeah. So, yeah, I still get that. Yeah, Lurgy says, uh, wasn't Raging Sparrow an 80s punk band? It sounds like it should have been one, even if it wasn't. Punk. I was never I really know. much into that thing, so so no idea. Uh, but if anybody has any other proposals for the next enough name, just throw them in the air. Let's see. You know, I didn't know it had a code name, but I think it's a good idea because saying uh, like major versions of something is less exciting than saying a name of uh, a release, uh, especially if it's uh, a memorable one, be it Red Kite or Raging Sparrow. I like that. Carry on. Well, it's it good doesn't idea. hurt anything, probably. I don't so, think so. So why not? It's... Come on. It trips off the tongue easier than I'm running 4.1.6. Uh, definitely. Uh, 4.2, 4.11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's That's the fine. situation in the UK, gents? It's been a bit cold this week. I, bu- I built a plane just today, and it looks like this. This is oh, really Is that brushed? Oh it's brushless. There's brushless, but it's got it's it's what happens when I raid my spare bits. So it's got that is off like a stack and that's just buried into the foam and that's the camera. But this is to test out um Express LRS using PWM. I got one of those little uh, PWM boards. What the converter? Uh, oh no, it's, yeah, it's a straight right. thing. So it's from Happy Model and it's the receiver but the receiver runs a firmware that puts out four channels of full-range PWM. So if you're not using a flight controller, and that's just a very basic directly attached to the servos, then yeah. that works. So that's what I've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought uh, that'd be a fun test. even making those small boards exactly Yeah, the yeah, same. Matek does them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's pretty useful because it's really hard recently to find a small receiver that has at least those three chart PWM channels. Super irritating. Oh, we got a... We got a Thing from Caroline, oh, I fit like I know. Yeah. I fit like I know. Yeah, it's capital A. I. A, not I. Capital I. <laughs> now, today we learn the alphabet with Pavel. Uh, alphabet <laughs> with Pavel, maybe not the best really idea. I don't know why. I don't but... know about. No, no, please. Everyone else in the world. But uh, this week's been a bit. Bit, bit on the windy side. I wanted to get out and fly some stuff, but windy and my field, if anybody's seen it 
recently where I've been flying, it's still a lake. It's it's not been raining, but it's not been drying off either. So I'm a bit worried about flying that little plane because I have to land in a spot this big, else it'll just sink into the mud. But we'll mm. try what we can. Pretty good, Jack. That's not nice. Over here. Oh, Stephen, you're moving. That's good. <laughs> yeah. God knows. Different USB Over port. here, the weather is abysmal. Really like abysmal since the basically beginning of the November. The flying days for me were like three. I yeah. most probably was only <laughs> flying three times since the beginning of the November. It's either cold or it's raining or we have those storms or it's cold or it's raining really like a nightmare. So I would like to fly. I would like to go it's out. so cold here right now. I, I went to fly today and it was freezing cold. It was horrible and windy and everything's wet. So the wind so muddy. Last week was actually pretty nice because the wind died down and it was just cold and you can you can deal with just cold. But when you've got that wind chill factor as well, forget it. It's just miserable. Sorry. Well, and also that you go out at four o'clock and think you might go for a fly and it's too dark to fly. That's it's not great either. You've left it too late to at four get o'clock. Special yeah. low light cameras to fly it past 3.30 in the afternoon now. Yeah. You need to, you then again, it's it's no good when you go in midday and the sun's just up to the perfect height where it's just hitting you in the eyes all the time and you just go squinting all the time. And then you realise, like, oh, this this camera's not so good for facing the sun as it turns out, especially if Jack's got the dodgy one. What sun. was that camera, Jack, that was misbehaving and oh, um, rapid fire? Shall, shall I? Uh, and how old is it? And how cheap it is could it? could be your VTX, I guess. <laughs> yeah, hang on. Uh, I'm using a Tramp, uh, a full, full-size Tramp, and I'm using the Foxeer Razor. Oh, so, that's new. Yeah, so, and hang on, I will share my screen. There we oh, go. It's a bit of a swerve, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It? For those... Oh, seconds a- while the screen does that you like oh, I hope I don't crash that was a very quick one I've had it where the screen yeah. is very slowly moving across and you're like uh oh this is bad which bit do I look at mind you do you see uh, this This I think is kind of expected when you're doing a bit of amateur flying I was watching recently uh, Tommy Tabaho oh, I'm not sure how you say it uh, oh my god right doing uh-huh. his professional yeah. video yeah. work another one he lost video over the water and dunked it in like Antarctica or something with no oh, yeah, GPS. He lost a drone. I know, like no, what? GPS. Most I most people don't fly with them though, especially when they're doing like commercial shoots, because it's very rare. I suppose they're flying off a mile flying out over to water in Antarctica. Up. He was really well prepared. He brought like three of everything, but he flew with no GPS in Antarctica over water. I, I really don't get those super expensive like video rigs flying beta flight, and even without GPS. Like, come yeah, on, at least, fly. come on, give yourself a fighting chance. Carry the extra ten grams of a GPS receiver, and yes, you know, exactly. And what's the worst really that can happen if it's going to fail safe anyway? If you have a f- seen a lifter that ten grams, nobody will really like notice. Like, where like. Uh, I think there is one company that uh, is trying currently to put cine lifters and all those heavy cinematic craft with, with INAV. Uh, why is, why are people not using INAV? Have you talked to any of the professionals about that? No, I, I, I said like there's one company. The, okay. It's Catalyst Machine Works. Oh, cool. 
yeah, they have this series of senior lifters. They are just train stalling mm-hmm. with INAF. So, you know, this, this thing really, if you have, have a face, it will return to home and land. Right. And if you carry a few thousand dollars of the camera on this thing, it kind of makes sense, right? I think people labor under the view of kind of what INAF was four years ago or something. And I've seen you freestyle INAF. Like, that's not bad footage. That doesn't seem to be performing badly at all. But people uh, still seem to think it was INAF back in the olden, olden days. I think it's rather the the name. I think the name. I think the name is the problem. Uh, uh, not the problem. Uh, people assume that it's navigation only, and you cannot really like do stuff with with this thing. And uh, let's be honest, Betaflight has like majority of the market and, and period, and nobody is even trying to fight. If we're going by names, Betaflight sounds like it would crash. I mean, it just <laughs> it's better, right? Yeah. <laughs> But no, um, I think it's to some extent it's a lack of knowledge and uh, I don't want to say ignorance, but there's something like that. Perception. Uh, maybe, well, maybe something like that. Okay, beta flight flies great on my racer, so I will also use this because because it's there. Uh, okay, it's a free word, so why not? But I really find this uh, really super, super interesting. There was a suggestion that Tommy's Quads was using KISS, which would be something completely different. But I guess one of the things about them, because I know he uses very small quads as well, tries to keep it compact, and INAV does kind of insist on using a compass with a GPS, and normally that means you've got a stalk somewhere trying to get it away from the magnetic interference. Oh, you know where we're going now, Powell. Why can't INAV just use a GPS? Why do I need a magnetometer? Why? Yeah. Why? New but features like... Drone can... Drone can fly in any direction. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But that's, you that's, can that's work out what way it's going by examining uh, GPS where it was and where it is now, and then you can determine its direction. Yeah, but you have your... it, has to, it has to be moving. Mm-hmm. It has to yes. be moving. So the best I'm, you can I'm have... I'm not suggesting what, we could have, I'm... like, iNav full-featured on just a GPS because that wouldn't be possible. But what about iLav light? There's a new name for you. But why? I have light just if you've just got a GPS. No, let, 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 let me show you something because this this is this is this is interesting. All right. It's a four incher. Mm-hmm. Small, right? Do you have yeah. anywhere a GPS mast? You've got uh, it sticking out the back then, have you? Yes, Very just well. like any other regular oh, yeah. uh, GPS with the Betaflight quad. Exactly the same. Nothing special. Runs full enough. Absolutely no problem. Return to home, position, hold, everything. Landing, doesn't, takeoff. And doesn't your VTX get in the way of that? Oh, it's a, but, but the only problem... Everyone's for always saying, oh, magnetometer, put the magnetometer near other components, it doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. You cannot put magnetometer close to a source of magnetic field. And what is the like source of the magnetic field? Motors, metals, uh, but metal actually can be calibrated, uh, eliminated using the the calibration, and the high current wires. And that's all. Everything else is basically the same. And rule of the thumb for the 5-7 inches is you have to keep the magnetometer around 5 centimeters to inches from those elements. But if you have something smaller, which less current, 
so the magnetic fields are weaker, you can go much closer. This thing is so long range, four inch with fourteen oh four motors or something small. That's uh, how many? Yeah, exactly. This is fourteen oh four, and still, even with this, I was able to put the magnetometer almost five centimeters from each motor. It's very similar range to the to the wires, and the closest thing that there is is the Vista, which is like two and a half centimeters, one inch, and it's working perfectly, absolutely no problem. So I know, I know that. Uh, People would like to see enough running everything without the uh, magnetometer because it's simpler. But why? It's not better. It's only simpler. It's a simplification mm. of the solution. It's not the All right, solution. So what we need then is a new video series from Pavel called How to Run INAV on a Small Build Without a Stupid Looking Stalk Coming Out the Top of Your Quad. Uh, or, or a catchier title. Up to you. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a catchy title. Uh, I Help, I, I run beta flight, but I don't want to lose my quad, would be the name of the series. <laughs> that's, oh, okay. that's, that's, nice. that's what rescue mode's for. That's that's like, oh, let's let's have some fun and see if the Exocet missile comes back to hit me. Oh, the hit me, the hit me part <laughs> is the best one. <laughs> Not really the fact that beta flight just shut down motor and that drops, it scares me. Really scares me. You better hope you're at least 100 meters away, because if you're not... Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the point, isn't it? There's like There's a minimum a cut off with radius. Beta flight. Yeah, yeah. Unless you're 100 meters. Yeah, by meters, default, it it's 200 meters. If you oh, if you try and engage it <laughs> with an air, it's, it's, it goes back to drop. Down it goes. Yeah. Drop. And talking about INAV, um, you can also run INAV without the GPS. And it's worked perfectly fine. Yeah. And some people even say that it on seven inches work much better than the beta flight. On defaults, no tuning at all. But it's fine. It's fine. Uh, like I mentioned, Betaflight is the the most popular firmware, and that's fine. Uh, I I fly what I build. I fly what I develop. Uh, and be honest, majority of the features I added to the INAV was because a I like developing. I like programming. B, it gives me fun, and C, I like this thing to share. And if people want to join this experience, fantastic. Better enough, no. <laughs> stable. Oh, I know. It will be a stable flight. That's a good name. Gamma Nav. Just move it on. Delta Nav. Delta Sounds one from Beta. Yeah. Delta Alpha Beta. Gamma. Omicron. Oh! <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no, um, I was thinking Sigma, Sigma times about fly. forking, uh, but that, why? Why? So all right, this this is something I need to check out. I will go and install iNav on a few quads. I will do one without um, a GPS and see how it flies on defaults because we all like not having to tune. And then I will attempt to install a proper GPS compass but without the silly stalk on the back, making sure I'm about five centimetres away, see if it's possible. That sounds like a so fun experiment. We can install it without the navigation features, though, right? Yes, yes. So on a quad. Setup comparing to better flight will be like, there will be this extra step of you will have to calibrate the acceler uh, accelerometer because you what, will not why, take Why off. is that? What's with the rotation? Um, 
the thing is um, the accelerometers have three axes and nobody says that up and down on each axis is the same so we know that the the gravity is 1g so what we do is that we measure how much on each axis uh, accelerometer okay. reads up and down uh, try to zero because nobody <coughs> says if the accelerometer reports zero it's really zero so we try to measure that and also to get of uh, the error of if the 1g is really 1g if you do not use navigation this is excessive i i agree 100 percent this is excessive procedure and not required but since you might engage navigation any possible moment it's kind of needed but why because accelerometer is used to compute the position to assist in position computation so because when you move left that means that the acceleration on the axis will be measured and if right. you know the acceleration and uh, period of time you can compute how much uh, the the quad basically moved in that direction and because gps is updated every with the five maybe ten hertz depending on what you have there uh, it's kind of useful to know where what is comparing to the l previous measurement, uh, even between the GPS updates. And this is why we basically calibrate all six axes. You care well. a lot more about it than beta yes. flight, which yeah. is just like, is it 90 degrees or 180 degrees round? Is it upside down? Done. Move on. Okay. So it's proper calibration. Yes, exactly. And this well, is the biggest difference, to be honest, between beta flight and INAF right now. From the setup perspective, and INAF has left less targets. Okay, uh, fair to that. But from the setup perspective, really, that's basically all. What I was going to say is, uh, I will give this to Beta Flight. When I was testing out with my awful F450, trying to get it flying in order to install OpenHD on it, whilst it was completely unflyable when I was trying to fly it in FPV, and I was like, "Oh, this is horrendous." I can't land this. I would just flick it into return to home and iNav would do a much better job than me and bring it no. back quite safely. No, because most probably the squad will be also unflyable with iNav. It was fine. iNav managed to really? bring it down. Yeah. Really? I mean, it do. landed, but it was it landed. Like, uh... it, it, it got back, it flew the quad and got back a lot better than I managed to do with it. Uh, no, the thing with those old, old quads is that uh, comparing to what we have right now and to what the defaults are tuned right now, is that A, uh, the motors were much, 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 much weaker and much less torquey comparing to what we have right now. It's not really And they were about smaller the, as well, even yeah, yes, for the same yes, size exactly. motor. And this means that there is, was just much less torque. It's not really yeah. trust to weight ratio. It's of how much torque the motor can deliver so that it can start to spin up or slow down the propeller faster, so can do the stabilization faster. This is one. And B is that those frames are super flexible. That means if the motor will just hit this frequency of the resonant of the frame, everything immediately starts to vibrate. And usually this is uh, in the frequencies that even right now, with those modern tunes, we say, okay, this is how fast the, the pilot can move the sticks. So, so it's not even, you cannot even filter that out. 
and they really like flying horribly, 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 comparing to the modern standards. And you cannot fix that. I think what what you fail to account for is the massive amount of sentimentality and nostalgia that might be present in certain elements Mm -hmm. of the FPV community. Yes. Yes. There is certainly an element of the rose-tinted glasses when going back to an old platform. And like, this is going to work great (laughs) because it always used to fly great. (laughs) Ah, this is horrible. Actually, it always used to be horrible. Oh, look at what Jack's got. The blast from the past. You know what's a really great idea? If you had a circuit board as part of your frame... Oh, thereby yeah. saving weight and ensuring that on the first crash you broke all of your electronics. I have a ZMR250 somewhere there, exactly with <laughs> the course. same PDB. Just one? Just one. Oh. No, just one. Just one. <laughs> with, I build with the, the OS, OSD. <laughs> yes, and yes, 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 exactly. I can't I wait for this year. to short out on carbon fiber. Do you still have your plywood quad? Yes, I do. I'm not using that. It's only the frame, and it's only used uh, the as the Christmas ornament. But yeah, the plywood source one is there, and over there is the wooden ten-incher. That one flies amazing. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wait a second. Well, wood 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 absorbs resonance. You know, it's you know it's amazing i'm guessing it's good components it's it just happens that the lot. frame is wood you need to brace it a lot yeah. it's wood wow uh it's better than good it's wood it's plywood uh three <laughs> millimeter plywood is a center uh, center uh, arms are real spruce i know that i made the best so i know it uh but i built this frame like in 2016 for a project at Headlander, and last year I just refurbished that. But comparing to what how it was flying like those five years previously, the difference are the motors. Those are not the not the motors we are using uh, back then. Those yeah. are 35, 36. Mm, they torque, have yeah. so much torque that this thing just screams in the air, and it's super stable and super fun. And you to can fly. filter out any vibration. The plywood's not a problem. Absorbs it, oh, cool. if anything. Yeah. That's kind of why wood was really good back in uh, the olden days. It used to all the all the gumminess of it. Yeah, you know. Do you have to store it in a brace like an old tennis racket, like in one of those clamped frames to stop it warping? No. <laughs> if anything goes wrong, I can just replace the arms. I just remember a, the old uh, tennis rackets where you'd have like a clamp frame you put around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're under tension, though. That's the whole, you True. know, because of, of the string. And the t- it changes the temperature, I think. I think that's what the, the big deal of it is. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears, all thanks to our Patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. I'm, I'm not looking forward to playing with the Micro Min OSD. That is going to be the worst. Why? They were pretty good back in the day. The oh, the only really? problem I had was actually soldering one up because it was quite an awkward shape, but yours is on the PCB itself. That should be fine. No, 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 it's not. Uh, you have, yeah, you have to, to put pins attach the angle uh, pins. I thought you said yours was on the PCB. No, it only has no. the place for the PCB. Uh, uh, just, 
just a layout for that. Okay. It, it yeah, takes some practice good. to do it. I've I've still got my one up on my old two. What was it? The uh, the the ZMR two fifty. I've still got yeah. that. That's running Clean Flight something with the um, the Minim in there. That was like magic at the time. You could mm. go in and you could change the pits. My goodness, crazy Fantastic. times without a yeah, screwdriver. No screwdriver necessary. I'm going to build. Showing us last time the board with the with the uh, potentiometers yeah. and a screwdriver. This this year, Pavel, pits. for my 10 year anniversary flying FPV, I'm going to go back and I'm going to build a quad using the oldest components I have around, including uh, a KK one board with um, <laughs> old motors, just just so I can use a screwdriver to adjust my gains. That's the fun thing about it. Don't, don't encourage him. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Do it's it. gonna fly great. Do it. Well, I look forward to seeing your neighbours take it down off their roof. Um, it's gonna be entertaining. Yes, we don't I, do hovers in the gardens with experimental builds. I <laughs> we go far away. The ZMR two fifty last year, also with the oldest components I could find. Uh, the only not really like ancient stuff were the motors, because the motors were Emax red bottoms. 2205, so like you know, slightly better than usually what was there. But no, this doesn't like great. No, (laughs) No. I I don't think the expectation is it to fly great, but I thought it'd be fun to take it out and crash it a bit. Yes, yes, see how long it lasts. The fun factor will be pretty nice, and the nostalgia factor definitely. And Jack's got his to fly. I don't have any old builds. I was saying the other day that I used to have one of those rubbish AR drones that was all polystyrene and Wi-Fi controlled. Oh, God. Yeah. That's about as old as I go. I wasn't building my own back then, I'm afraid to say. There we go. Look, we've got another Son and Dad FPV. Still flies wooden tricopter from flight test with KK. Not just me. I, not that I fly it's money. still flies. Like that implies that he hasn't smashed it to bits in five years. Wow. I know I need to find another KK board because my one's my one's like dead, unfortunately. So I, I, I want to like repair mine, like reflow the the chips off it, and you know reflash it and get it get it all back and and working. You're so it's fussy. Like Why don't you just build a version of an original the medieval KK from fair scratch? with Jack? Well, it's like it Two all has to be authentic. Talking. Sorry. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Curry. I said, as you're so into this building thing, why don't you go back to the original plans and build your own KK board or rip apart a Wii controller and build an original multi Wii? Oh, man. I don't Where do you even... think all the code came from? It's multi Wii. Yeah, go I back know. to the origins, man. Don't, don't tempt me. The only if thing you is. Have is Arduino, with this... then go for it. This board doesn't accept multi Wii, it accepts NAS, uh, CC3D, and SP3. It will accept anything you want if you sold you have a soldering iron. Electric. Yeah. yeah. Make it happen. You've got a soldering iron, you've got a hammer. Anything's mm-hmm. possible. Bloody multi valves. A multi Wii is one of the few boards I don't think I tried. They, the they were amazing. But like they they're no good for the a H frame. No good for a H frame. You've got to have like an X shape frame. Wow. And it will only run PWM as well. Funny fact so, whatever you fly today is multi Wii. Yeah. MSP. Uh, including some of the names. 
everything that we fly right now comes from the multi-V. It's exactly the same mixer like in the multi-V, only simplified. If it isn't broken. What happened to all the... Like, speaking of old... Do you remember Do you remember the, the different controllers? There was... Wasn't there... There was a float. There was um, Har- Harry Cuckoo or something. Harakiri, yeah. Harakiri, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, those, what was those were all forks of the base flight. And uh, the only controller that took traction that forked from the base flight was the clean flight. So basically what happened, maybe you remember for in the like 2015, 16, you were able to choose the PID controller, including the Harakiri, for example. But at one point, like, like, okay, no, screw it. No, we are not playing that. There's only one PID controller. Good. And uh, that's all. But the, all the other projects, uh, including Harakiri, they just died because the majority of the open source projects just die. And uh, that's... Was the, there a valid reason to have more than one PID controller? No. No. Actually, okay. no. No, there is not a reason to, to have it. Uh, Auto-tune. I'm glad that is no longer a thing. That thing was deadly. I remember it was just like that, shot right up, <laughs> flipped upside down, and then sucked itself <laughs> to the floor. Like, and then uh, just like literally landed in front of me, nearly killing me. I, I took that was horrendous. Uh, I but was it tuned that. afterwards? No, of course not. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. I took a look at the uh, because I'm I'm working for the auto tune for INAF. That, that was working when I was able to fly before the weather just broke. I took a look at, for example, what this auto tune from Harakiri was doing, and like, really, this thing tunes a quad? But why? How? How is that even possible? So yeah, interesting. But uh, the Ardu pilot has something like an auto tune. Maybe not really tuning exactly the same PIDs as we are tuning, but it has and it's in the documentation and you can use it if you want to. And people don't say it's falling down from the sky, so maybe there's something to it. But like, Just, you know, you, you see RC test fly and, you know, the stuff that he gets to fly with that is incredible. Um, you know? Yeah. Effect and everything and... That funny fact, uh, Better Flight can do exactly the same. Mm. INAF can do exactly the same. That, no, really, honestly, I know, I know it. Uh, because it's only a mixer. No matter what's think- going on, the stabilization itself, it's always uh, your, p- your pitch and roll. Uh, only three accesses. If you tune the stabilization, and no matter what you are flying, driving, or doing, or even submarine, it's roll, pitch, and yaw. And then you only have to translate the uh, the output of the three axes to actuators, motors, servos, whatever you have over there. And if you can set up a mixer for what you are flying, uh, then you're basically done. Um, Yes, Ardu Pilot in this, in this area is slightly better because it has uh, support for a better support, like for example, you can have a submarine and some 
how it's called, drifting cars. So yeah, they have extra stuff at doing this 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 kind of stuff he's doing. It's it's doable even with better flight. Maybe not the navigation part, but the stabilization uh, for sure. But uh, by the way, I I was uh, talking to that guy like two or three years ago uh, about one of his projects that he never really like took off again it was i think the the flying stick uh, with the motors at the bottom and at the top he was testing something uh, back then it was flying with beta flight he wanted to go with uh, INAV because then INAV could uh, invert the rotation but he never like went somewhere but most probably it's doable if you only want to you have to want to with, with RGPilot, it seems like it can do a lot, but it feels like it's kind of a self-selecting audience of really smart people because it's really hard to get RGPilot running to start with. Uh, yeah, the user interface is abysmal. Challenging. Yeah. No, abysmal. But that's okay. that's it's just <laughs> abysmal. Um, even in I'm, the even in the best of Daniel's videos, I still see it flashing up on the mission planner. Compass is crazy and stuff which is pretty much my experience with RG Pilot, where I sit there waiting for the compass to say it's good enough to ever fly, which happens about one in five times for me. <laughs> and he still gets he still gets weird things. He's doing like a 30K like thing on his little boat, and then suddenly something goes wrong and it off goes off the shore and he has to reset it and redo it. And he's like, oh, it seems okay now. That was weird. So it's not, it's not perfect by any means. No, no, mm. no, nothing is perfect. Uh, absolutely, and let's remember that all of those, uh, every single piece of the software we are using, maybe if not counting the, the software that drives the VTXS and uh, radio links, some of the radio links and digital FPV is open source, done by people who just like to do it after probably their full day of work and so on and so on and so on. So it's you cannot really expect that the, the software will be flawless. And definitely and, and cannot the expect... projects are all, in software terms, pretty recent projects, even the mature ones that we think of as... You know, Ardu Pilot, Pilot. Pilot is, I think, 2009. That's still uh, not... What old. we fly started, I think, 2012. This is more or less when Multiwi was created. Uh, but then the multi we had the re reset with the base flight, so let's say 2014, so eight years, more or less eight years. And major, no, no, none of the developers that started working on that, I'm not talking about Ardu Pilot, I'm talking about the, the multi we derivatives, so INAV, Beta Flight, uh, IMU Flight. And none of the developers that started working on that is still doing that, absolutely. Just compared to kind of other crucial systems like I don't know operating systems and like user land software, it's uh, it's used by quite a and used and developed by quite a small number of people and is still yeah. a relatively recent project. Like yes. the amount of hours put into development and, and running it are quite yes. quite small. So it's impressive what it can do. And we operating had a, systems had a chance of being uh, funded by someone. Flight controllers? No, nobody funds flight controllers. Yeah, yeah. Think about all the major companies that started using Linux and then started putting huge amounts of money and resources yeah. into developing it as well. Um, money 
that's that's one. Lin Linux is is not not that bad because somehow Linux has enough of the money to like to pay the developers and have some stuff. And this is not tragical. What's really tragical are the authors of the Node.js libraries. Everybody uses those libraries on their million-dollar uh, companies. Nobody gives a tiny rat's sense of like crap to the people that are the foundation of every website you see in the internet. And then you have someone like the, the guy who wanted to remove some like left trim function and like took down half of the world's like yes, Node.js yes. dependencies. Yes. That's exactly. That's that's really something to to be to look. That's for. what happens when you don't pay your developers, folks. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, if you don't, but are you supposed to pay them or not? Because if you're supposed to pay them and you don't pay them, they leave and never come back. <laughs> um, Robin asks, "What gyro is the good gyro now?" BM two seventy MPU six thousand. Cast your votes. Six thousand, I reckon. Uh, recently, it doesn't really that much matter. The filtering since those days when oh, six thousand five hundred is much better than six thousand. No, six thousand is much better than six thousand five hundred. There is tremendous uh, progress in in the filters, and I, me, I stopped caring. I absolutely stopped caring about what kind of the gyro I have on my flight controller. If this people, works, that means it works, period. People seem to not really understand what the gyros were doing internally, it seemed to be half the battle. Like there was a low pass that the MPU 6000 was running, which the, its competitors didn't run, and people didn't realize that was happening. And so they're like, oh, this is a noisy gyro, but actually they've got like hardware programmable filters, and one of them was set by the manufacturer to do a low pass and the other one wasn't so now uh, the, difference, the difference main difference between uh, 6500 and 6000 was that uh, because of the different structure of the those MEMS sensor which is like crazy technology by the way if you ever had some time free read how those gyros are really built incredible stuff um, because it was capable of higher rate sampling, uh, the resonant frequency of the gyro was much lower and it was much noisier. So, well, like six years ago, when the proper filtering on the quads was basically unexistent, if you had this noisier gyro, it really was generating much more noise. But then, let's be honest, nobody hard mounts a flight controller anymore. This is not really happening. Every flight controller you buy has those grommets, and this like takes majority of the vibrations away, and this is fine. And what about the really, Bosch? So there was know. the six thousand and six thousand five hundred, but these days those are effectively all end of life anyway. The entire six thousand series. Yeah, so is, but those ICMs okay? are internally the same. Okay. Those ICMs are are basically internally the same, uh, and even now, now you can buy a brand new flight controllers with the MPU six thousand. Uh, but they say, yeah, that you can buy brand new, but they they seem to be built using stockpiles of chips because no one's making the MPU 6000. So they're sitting on a pile of however yep. many thousand chips, but what happens when the pile is gone? 
Uh, we have those new ICMs. I don't remember like how what what they are called. <laughs> the four two two six like BMI two seventy, I think. Uh, no, BMI two seventy is completely different stuff. It's a different one. That's yeah, a gyro. It's a completely different one. Uh, mm. But for example, Radix Brain FPV Radix two is using this gyro. There is uh, Mamba eight seven with the BMI two seventy. I have not used it. I have I have one over here somewhere in my drawer, uh, but I never flew with it. And the brain, brain FPV Radix, they say it's such an amazing gyro. So maybe it is such an amazing gyro, hard to tell. But it's not it becomes a religious war, doesn't it? Like, neither side really has any evidence, but everyone <laughs> is completely convinced. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But no, reality is that... Uh, there are no bad gyros on the market nowadays in terms of the 99% of the pilots uh, that are out there. There are like faulty gyros, but there are no bad gyros right now. They work. And, but yeah. there's, some, there's, there's something... There's no bad dry gyros, but there might be bad gyro drivers in yes. some software. Uh, no, I'm talking that you have, might have a faulty one. And it's just oh, okay, like okay. <laughs> one of the accesses is just. I was I was saying maybe the developers haven't gotten used to the new models. That might no, be no, the problem no, no, than no, the hardware no, no. itself. The, the, the drivers for those stuff is relatively simple. There's nothing really that that much I can okay. break. Uh, mm, I was onto something, but I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but it's like the Lux boards. It was the bad placement of gyros. That was terrible. If you remember the the Lumineer Lux boards, the question is from where they took the stockpile of the MPUs. Mm. Nobody knows. Nobody knows how it always goes. But this is exactly very similar to the situation we have the magnetometers, the HMC five eight eight three, the most popular magnetometer, is not produced for years. Because Honeywell just really like stopped producing them, I think even before the FPV really started. And uh, four years ago, uh, every single GPS that claimed that has the HMC 5883 had a Chinese, not even a clone, because a clone suggests it's working. It's a knockoff. <laughs> that was not even working. And uh, right now, what we have, uh, for example, VMC 5883, QMC 5883, and so on, uh, they are just completely new hardware that is somehow compatible with the old AMC and takes the name. But really, like, internally, is a completely different stuff. Almost all the magnetometers right now are 5883 with only three different letters in the beginning. Nobody knows why. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just fielding questions on where Tony is and everything in the chat. I don't know. What about what's Stephen drinking or chewing? Sorry, my, my tipple of choice is a glass of bourbon with, with a lot of maraschino cherries in it. And that's what I was just finishing, all the cherries at the bottom. Yeah. What's your poison? <laughs> it's a tasty a poison. drink. Yeah, like the little cherries that come in a jar in, in syrup, they're very nice. Luxardo, other gl cherries. glacier, what? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Fair enough. 
Pavel, what what have you been up to lately? Regards, is there any like new development, or are you like been flying anything particular? What have you been enjoying yourself I with? I have a Cine lifter X8 Cine lifter. That's, I always yeah. saw the the great big uh, great big camera you put on it. it. That looks expensive. With aluminium arms. Yes, with aluminium arms, exactly. Because aluminium is super cheap. Uh, by the mm-hmm. way, it has not flew with the camera on it yet because of the weather outside. But yeah, it's it's prepared to take the take the this thing on board and hopefully everything will survive. High risk. High risk. Yeah. Okay. No, Have you it done a flight fine. with a brick on it yet to make sure it no, handles it the weight? Be fine. It should be fine. It's super stable in the air without anything on top. And this thing really has so much thrust ready to be used when needed. <laughs> I, I lowered the throttle scale to like 60%. And it's still on 60%. It's fully capable of doing the power loops and stuff. So really like an incredible machine. Uh, so I really don't expect there will be much problems with, with carrying something. What's like the that? kind of power and flight time? Because you, you get these weird um, compromises with Octos where you've got the X8, right? You don't quite get double the thrust? Yeah, no, I know. Uh, no idea. I, had, I have not measured because this thing was in the air only like two or three times because of the weather. Uh, I will answer the question about the headset in a moment, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I think the useful payload for this thing is like two kilos, uh, because I expect that it's like weights below two kilos. The thrust should be around ten kilos, so let's say two kilos are useful. And the flight is time, that excluding the battery or including battery, including the battery, including mm-hmm. the battery. Uh, but without the camera, the big camera. With camera will be close to two and a half, but still two kilos of the of the usable payload. Flight time, no idea yet. Uh, I kind of if I if I, I when I checked the footage, uh, then there was something like eight minutes of the FPV footage from that with like cruising with the fifty kilometers per hour. So let's say uh, maybe I. 12 minutes of hover, maybe slightly less, maybe slightly more. I will have to check when I will have the That's opportunity. Good. But should, should be should should be fine. And the headset is the still serious Arctica 5, I think. Very good mm-hmm. headphones. I have two of those, and I like them. So have you... when the weather... Sorry, Jack. No, so when the weather improves, is that going to be the main project to fly, and are you going to film anything special or is there any other projects coming up that you want to do this year or oh i do interesting oh i do um i don't know if anybody remembers but last year i did this the motion ah yeah the 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 fake dji controller yeah yeah yeah, exactly i'm working on a better version without the cable that connects you to your radio it will be wireless we've slightly changed uh, and i think the joystick is broken again Okay, uh, and I'm doing a glider, little glider, with the A-tail, ah. twin motor A-tail, and no idea when I will finish that thing, but I'm doing this thing, so we will see. Have, have you um, have you recovered from like earlier on in the years? You were saying about YouTube's 
you know, dying and the views and that have, have gone no, down. Yes and, and no. Yes and no. Okay. Um, the November, December were really like a nightmare in terms of, of, of views. And I, I, I think that Curry can confirm that no, <laughs> it's not looking great <laughs> in terms it's of all, views. It's all bad. Everything yes, bad. exactly. It's I, bad. I, I can I can whinge further by being a reviewer. I can say that any affiliate sales are almost non-existent for me at the moment. Um, I removed YouTube even and, affiliate and... links from my videos. They yeah. are giving nothing. Wow, nothing works. Why yeah. to have them? I just like today. I'll go. Um, my my channel is right now, let's say, recovering. But uh, I not only like suffered from the less interest of the of the, of the viewers, less views in general in, in our niche, but also somewhere around September, I removed the top ten of my best videos because they were not RC or FPV related, and I moved them to a completely different channel. So one Did day I lost like twenty five percent of the views. Like that, no more. <laughs> Uh, I, I checked the stats for the January, and the January was like uh, roughly the same as half a year ago. Uh, and there's a, like growth comparing to the December, November. Uh, but this is probably because I started making shorts. Mm. And guess I what? Saw a lot more output output come from you. There's a lot more kind of catchy. Yeah, catchy thumbnails and stuff coming. From I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. That also. Uh, that's also because if you don't have a catchy thumbnail, nobody will watch your videos. No matter what you do, like you have to have the space. Like, <laughs> oh, this <laughs> how, is the how many reality. times did you practice? Do, do you get I, like your on. wife can, to tell you? And, can we? Like, can no, we have more? More? <laughs> no. Can, can we? Can we have the face again? Okay, perfect. We'll use that. Yeah. We'll... No, but this this is the reality. If you don't have the catchy thumbnail, nobody will click on your video. Um, I'm not sure if my thumbnails are that much better uh, because the YouTube shows you how clickable your thumbnails are. But I'm not really like comparing uh, everything. But let's say there is a growth in the like slowly, slowly, slowly. But I, I really do wonder how all this uh, this shorts will will end up because right now, for example, in my my case. The shorts are like 10% of the views. Of course, the watch time is non-existent and there's no monetization of the shorts and so on and so on and so on. And I wonder on the longer run how those shorts, which are super simple to shoot, to be honest. You only have to have an idea of something or some footage. FPV mm. should like, like do a quick montage. It's Almost like taking zero editing. Five, five minutes. And uh, you put it there and you have a views. Constantly you have views and people are slowly, slowly, slowly subscribing. I wonder how this on the longer run will convert to a new user base. No idea. But so this is like a fishing with the shorts. You're like yeah. fishing yes, for exactly. new audience. Yes. Yes, yes, exactly. See, I've, I've been very much anti-shorts, but now Pavel's saying like, oh, people are coming quietly. Do I, do I start casting my rods? I, you know, think, it could go downhill. We'll all end up on TikTok doing dances before we know it. Oh I, yeah, Curry's yeah, dance yeah, yeah. moves. That's what I, we I want have next. An account on TikTok, oh by the way. man, <laughs> just get I'm doing dances. No, just, I, I think Curry, you should try it because, uh, like I said, it, it's relatively cheap. If you have some kind of the any footage, like like cut it in like 15 seconds, throw it, and we know that YouTube likes to suggest materials of the creators you previously watched. So if a person will like 
see your short for two times, uh, then maybe they will, it will start suggesting your other videos. Th that this is how I'm like like trying to rationalize this thing. Maybe mm, I don't know. I'm experimenting. I'm checking. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, well, can, can you imagine like dance classes next time? If, if, yeah, <laughs> I was taking dance classes. Get I your yeah. Get your daughter Respect. Curry to to TikTok dance with you. Um, can you imagine like let's drone out on a short? We got like one minute to interview Pavel. Hey Pavel, what's new? 40.0. Done. Raging Sparrow. Yeah, I know. Just like, I have to write that down, by the way. I have to write that down because I will forget about the raging sparrow. Yeah. It's, um, it's a... You see? It's, we already we already decided it's it's a name, it's a catchy name. Okay, Raging Sparrow. Nice. It, Caroline brings up a good point. All the things I've seen on shorts is like a vertical video. Literally, they're trying to be TikTok. Do you have to film it in portrait mode? Because that offends me greatly. Can you have your shorts have to be in vertical? Oh, I'm pretty sure you can tell how old someone is by whether vertical video offends them or not. There's like a cutoff. I'm and if it offends you, you're officially old. Well, that means you're very old. Well, I am very old, but it, and <laughs> no, that means I'm, I'm I have the right offended. to be cranky. I'm quite old, and you're very offended. It means you're older than I am. The trouble is, he, he grew up with CRT 4x3, and now he's like 16x9, and he's all like, got just got over that. And now he's like, vertical ladies, video. Ladies and gentlemen, I hated, and I still hate, vertical video. I think it's not how the video should be consumed. If exactly. and only if, if you have a vertical screen in front of your face. But I'm catching myself that I'm consuming more of the video on my smartphone comparing to what I'm consuming of the video materials in front of my PC. Well, on the couch, like, uh, like you know, like seeing something. Uh, and this is... <laughs> I hate vertical video, but if I want to have viewers, new viewers, I have to take compromises. And one of those compromises is I'm from time to time recording a vertical short, which is a 100% short only to be consumed on the smartphone. This video, I'm not even sure that YouTube is very much promoting vertical videos on desktop. I doubt. I honestly doubt. I almost never see anything in my in my home screen on the YouTube. Only you're on a slippery for those slope. people like that. It, it, you're just one step away from TikTok dancing. We warn you. And I think Caroline has a, an excellent comment that made me laugh, which says, "I'm 60, but my wrist still works." Yes, you can still do that. Turn the yes, phone the correct way for doing it. I know because no, but on this on this on this area, the smartphone is just nicer because okay. Now I'm like stooping, brain freezing, brain fart, like I can... Oh, something interesting. I will watch it like that. Same. Man. I can, yeah. in theory, do the same with the LCD I have over here, but it's not really the same. All right. No worries. Right. We, we've come up to our, our mark. Thank you, guys. You've been listening to Let's Drone Out and um, enjoying so our wonderful... Wonderful show. Thank you to all our Patreons. Thank you to ev everyone. Well, Caroline, who donated during the show. Thank you to everyone who showed up and uh, all your lovely comments in the chat. Um, tonight, you've been joined by everyone's favorite, Curry Kidden. Goodbye.
uh, everyone's shiny video stuff, Stephen. Thank you, everyone. Everyone's favourite raging sparrow, Pavel. And I've been Brighton to Life Live. Thank you very much. Tune in next week. We've got Sync FBV. Uh, the week after, we've got Painless360. It'll be interesting to see whether he gets on board with the uh, vertical video shorts. But, uh, <laughs> whether he can dance. Yeah. Well, even if he me. can dance as well I, as Pavel. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I can't dance. I can't. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys and good night. Thank you very much. Night. It was a thank pleasure, you. like always. Bye. Telemetry lost.